Welcome to the Lean Solutions Podcast, where we discuss business solutions to help listeners develop and implement action plans for true lean process improvement. I am your host, Patrick Adams. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Lean Solutions Podcast. My guest today is Sam Morgan. Sam is a self-proclaimed confident learner. After spending the past five years of work in the continuous improvement space, he landed at Katacon. Some of you may have heard of Katacon before, but it is a conference for continuous improvement professionals who practice Toyota Kata. And while he was there, he had a powerful moment realizing his true passion lies in transforming people through coaching. He has since stepped out of the corporate world and is now coaching ops leaders full-time through his personal coaching practice. Hey, welcome to the show, Sam. What's good, Patrick? Oh, it's it's great to be here. Great to uh, uh, catch up with you. You and I have been uh, together uh, uh, on a couple different in a couple different areas, but primarily with uh, the Lean Communicators Group. You and I both uh, met and have had several conversations just around how to to uh, promote communication through uh, through the Lean Communicators Group. So uh, I just appreciate you being on the show. This, this is your first time, so welcome. Well, thanks. I'm excited, and man, you're my people. That group is my people. Um, I just have a huge heart for those folks, and I'm excited to be here. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. And um, so you stepped out of your corporate role and out into uh, full-time coaching. That had to be a, a little scary. Uh, how, how did you get to this point? How did you come to the point where you said, it's time for me to to step out and do this? Yeah, I think it's interesting. That whole word even is something that I've really taken to change because words have power. So that actually started back at Katacon last March where I had presented. I was there to present, but little did I know I was going to actually have a moment from someone else that was going to really change things for me. And that was when two gentlemen, Tilo Schwartz and Mark Rosendahl, some folks, some of the listeners may be familiar with them. They're Kata uh, practitioners long time, and they'd asked us to write down a challenge in our life. And I'll never forget this. It was the one that just kind of set a tingle down my spine. I've never had one of those moments. Yeah. But I looked at I looked at it after I wrote it down. I was like, oh my gosh, this is nuts. And it was, I don't have the confidence to charge for coaching. It was just a mind blow moment for me because it was like, why did I write that down? So I had to, to like dig into it. It was one of those things that was just gonna eat away at me. So I started talking to different folks um, for the next day and a half. And the second night, I went back to my room, checked my email. I'd been waiting for a reply back on a job I had applied for, a small financial firm in continuous improvement. Like a second person that was really going to make an impact. I was really excited. It was like it was the perfect fit for me. Had three great interviews. I thought, oh, dang, this is going to be the one. And sure enough, it was a no. And it was like, oh, I guess we're on this path now, aren't we? So the next (laughs) morning, I got out on the beach in Jekyll Island and sat there just kind of quietly reflecting on, okay, if I go down this road to do coaching and help people, what is it that I want to help them with? What do I want them to look like? How do I want them to feel? Mm. And that word that came up was worthy. I want them to feel valued. Mm. And as I flew out later that day on the flight um, from Jacksonville back home uh, to Portland, I listened, was listening to this book, Dare to Lead, by Brene Brown. You may be familiar with it. And in it, she quotes Joseph Campbell. He's a gentleman who George Lucas was highly influenced by for the Star Wars. He talks a lot about mythology. And in it, he says, the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. And mm. so 
that was the aha moment for me that this was the space that I was afraid of entering in, that I really could add value and could make a difference in people's lives. Yeah. And since then, I went through some coaching through someone who's walking me through moving out on my own. And I thought, oh, I was ready, ready to go in July. Nope. I still hadn't learned it. I still thought I had to perform and do things. I was still honestly scared and afraid, and I didn't really feel like I added value until I finally came to the point of getting my own coach and really reflecting on where that fear came from. Mm. Because um, he had me do this exercise as I was contemplating moving out on my own. Because um, I'd been doing coaching and been, even had a couple clients at that point. And he was like, you need to take that and look at it and go, okay, when you look at this decision to go out on your own, will be the worst case scenario, you know, what could you do to prevent it from happening? And how could you repair it if it does? Mm -hmm. Then think about minimum, if you go out on your own, what would be the benefits of that? Because there are benefits just from trying. And lastly, if you looked down the road six months, a year, three years, what would be what would happen if you didn't make this decision? Mm. And that was the moment for me. It's like, yes, I am resourceful. I can do this. I'm reading a book called uh, by Susan Jeffers, Face the Fear, Feel the Fear, and Do It Anyway. And in it, she says, the basic fear we all have is that I can't handle this. Mm. And I've really, over the last, I guess it'd be almost a year now, gone through that process of moving from I can't handle this to I can handle this. I can do this. I have the resources to now where as of January 1st of this year, I launched out on my own because I felt like I can do this. I am resourceful enough to do this. And I feel like that is a sentiment that is really plaguing a lot of leaders, lean leaders, ops leaders out there. And something that I can resonate with because I've gone through it and moved through. I don't have all the answers to it, but I feel like I've been through the fire and I'm learning one day at a time. Yeah. That's powerful, powerful, Sam. Uh, I, I, it just makes me think about, as you're talking through that, I'm thinking about Kata, and I'm thinking about uh, even like organizational transformation. Like you are going through your own organizational transformation, right? You have this future state that you're looking for, this target state, and you know, you're you're experimenting, you're try, you're, you have these trials that you're going through as you're, as you're learning the process, right? Uh, and it just made me think about that, you know, as obviously you being a, a kata professional and a, a continuous improvement professional, have you thought about that? Have you made that connection? Because as you're talking, I mean, you're basically walking yourself through a kata. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In fact, I did that. Like when I, when I left um, KataCon, I actually reached out to get a kata coach to walk me through that. And we did that for like 10 weeks. I, love I it. came to the end of it um, after 10 weeks and I had shown up so on every I showed up so poorly because I was um, to my family, to my friends, mm -hmm. because I was so ingrained on getting this done. I was so tight into actually launching and doing this that I didn't really get the whole point. Mm -hmm. You know, my coach had had me do every time we'd gone through target condition was go through a reflection summary, reflect on the work you've done. And, you know, kind of the implications of it. And as I sat on this park bench, I went to this park and I was walking around the track. I came to sat down. The birds were chirping. And I was like, and I, I'm somebody who's done recovery work. So I'm very familiar with being honest over just taking action, just performing. I can do that all day long. But what I really didn't get was like, this process is about learning. It's about 
doing something, seeing what you expect, what seeing what actually happens, but what do you learn? And then it's about the learning, not about the doing and the performing. And I finally, after 10 weeks, it took me that to figure that out. And I had to apply that to my own, moving out of my own, to finally get it. And so now when I talk to folks, I have that perspective of, oh, yeah, you're probably in my mind. I'm not saying this to them, except if it comes to that. <laughs> right. They're probably going to go. They're probably going to go there. They're probably going to go to the place of performing. And that's my experience in working with folks is like, well, let me say, what is what does Sam want? What am I supposed to do? Other than how can I learn from this process about uh, moving towards where I want to get to? Sure. Sure. Oh, I love it. Love it. So one of the things that, you know, maybe some people might say could hold you back, uh, you know, th- there's there's this feeling out there that you have to have certain uh, certifications or certain, uh, you, you know, uh, a third party to, to, you know, kind of bless you to be able to do what you want to do. I mean, you don't have any, you know, lean certifications per se, as far as like a, a lean Six Sigma master black belt or any, you know, uh, a coaching certification per se or anything. So what, what would you say makes you feel qualified to coach lean and ops leaders? Yeah. That's a that's a great question. Uh, I think back to um, a time it was probably about a month and a half ago, and I was talking mm-hmm. to um, this gentleman at the old place he used to work. He was a second VP, and he's someone that I had interviewed with for a couple positions, and I didn't get the position from him. But he was so impressed because he's like he he wanted to hire somebody who had like a Lean Six Sigma background. In fact, he's very big on Lean Six Sigma, the Demaic, sure. all those things. Like. But he was just so impressed with my passion and my movie, like wanting to be open to learn that he's like, well, let's meet. I want to support you. So for the past two and a half years, we've met every month to have a conversation. And so as I started talking about moving out on my own, we were talking last month, right as I was kind of talking about leaving. And he said, Sid Sam, most people will be going out there who want to coach and do this stuff. And I wouldn't hire them. I wouldn't hire them even if they had whatever, whatever certification, this, that, or the other. I would hire you because you have been through it. You know mm-hmm. what it's like. You talk the talk and you walk the walk. You don't just like talk it and you're like. So I think for me, it's like I've been through the process for folks who've been in lean and operations. I know what it's like to not feel like you are seen or heard. I was just talking to someone even this morning. Gosh, over the last few weeks, I'm repeatedly, that's a story I'm hearing over and over and over again. And I know what it feels like to not be seen and heard, even though you know you can support and do just because you don't have that. Mm-hmm. I can support people because really it comes down to a belief. Do you add, do you believe you add value and that you can do this? Mm-hmm. And if you do, then you're going to be able to make it and move forward. If you don't, then you've got work to do to change that mindset. And that's where I can I really feel like I can help folks. Um, and I've been, I've been through, I've been through and, um, uh, yeah, there's a lot that you learn over 46 years of life and work. And I've worked in operations for seven years. Um, I've facilitated in groups for multiple years. So I have just the the skills and the experience and I I really genuinely do want to see people grow and thrive, especially in this area. When I, and I, you and I obviously know each other. So I'm asking you that question because I, because uh, I'm also speaking to our listeners because there's a lot of people that are listening right now that maybe don't hold a certification and uh, you know they're but they're being maybe being told that they need to have one and I, I just want to you know kind of throw it out there that 
that you can make a difference wherever you are with the experience that you have, right? And so I, I don't know if you, you have any words for those people that are listening in right now that say, well, you know, I, who am I? I? I work on an assembly line or, you know, I sit at an office, you know, in, in an office desk or I'm working in an emergency room and, and all I'm doing is, you know, paperwork or whatever it might be. Can can people make a difference from where they are with the experience that they have? What would you say to, to those people that are listening? I would just say, let your voice be heard, right? Like, if you see a pain point in the work that you're doing, the, uh, go to a trusted leader and say, hey, this is an area that we're having challenges with, and I'd love to work on improving, and I've got some thoughts. Can we try some different experiments? Can we see? Like, I see we're here. I, w I know we can be at this space, you know? Um, frame it in a way that's, that, that, may, that adds value to them. Um, but if you see the pain point, you're on the line, you know, and you have an idea for how it's going to work. That's all, all that it, that's all that continuous improvement is, is like seeing where you want to be, where you're at now, and then trying something to get you there because it, it's just a pain yes, where you're at and mm. you want to make it better for you. Um, and because you feel that pain and you want to, um, so just try something. So just share with the trusted leader and, and try an experiment. And um, if, if they're not supportive, either find someone else who is or find a way that you can do an experiment um, in your space there or go home and try an experiment, for gosh sake. I mean, there's so many opportunities. Um, or in your community, if you're part of a nonprofit group, there's just so many opportunities to try experiments and make things better. Find a space where you can do that and just do it. And then other things will happen over time as you do it. But you got to do it like one day at a time, one step at a time. Yeah, absolutely. And Sam, you're you obviously understand and know Kata very well, and we're and we've kind of uh, very uh, high level. We've touched on a couple things, uh, Toyota Kata, and and now you're talking about experiments. So I just want to real quick, if there's anyone that's listening who doesn't know Kata, mm -hmm. can you give maybe just a quick overview of what that is, and and then obviously listeners can go and and check some things out if they want to go a little bit deeper into that. Yeah, I mean, it's really building a culture of continuous improvement and developing um, a mindset of scientific thinking through a pattern, a four-step pattern that, in, in my view, um, is meta, right? You can apply it in any space, at, like I said, at home. You can practice it at, 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 in an organization, um, starting your own business. You know, right. like you can practice these things where you just – get a, a clear picture of where you want to be, uh, something that you're moving towards, and you get clear by when you want to do it. What does it look like taking the roof off, and what, is the, what does it look like when you get there? And you're, I think for me, most importantly, the reason why you're going to do it. What's going to compel you to take action and move towards it? So that's like the first part. Second part is where are you at right now, right now in that movement towards it? And this is the saying we have in like recovery work is honesty over performance. I, it's not like we're not trying to like, be where we want to be. Where are we at right now in relation to that? All honesty right now. How does it look? How's it working? Then set yourself a target condition. How do you want the pattern or the process to operate in order to get what you want to get to, like in a couple weeks, on your way towards a place that might be three, six, nine months down the road, a year? And then lastly, you take experiments and move from where you're at to where you want to be in that target condition, there's going to be things that come up, obstacles. So you name those things. And then, like, you try something to move around it. And then you see what you learn. Always thinking about what's your step, what do you predict will happen, 
what actually happens and what did you learn? And then you move forward from there in that every single day. And, um, uh, you know, if you're interested in doing that, you find yourself a coach. There are lots out there. I'm, I'm one of them. There's many, many great ones out there, but it's, and it's something that you, once you learn it, it's, you can't unlearn it. You're just going to see it everywhere. Hey everyone, this is Patrick. So sorry to interrupt this episode of the Lean Solutions Podcast, but I felt it necessary to take a quick moment and personally invite you to the Lean Solutions Summit on October 2nd to the 4th this fall, 2023. The theme of this year's global summit is leadership, people, purpose, passion. You do not want to miss this amazing experience with the top process improvement experts from your industry. No matter what industry you're working in, this summit has value for you. The summit offers four different industry tracks to include healthcare, corporate, higher education and nonprofit, and finally, government. Our opening keynote is Chris McChesney, the lead author of the number one Wall Street Journal best-selling business book, The Four Disciplines of Execution. The Op Sisters, Kathy Miller and Shannon Carrolls, the authors of Steel Toes and Stilettos will be joining us as well as yours truly and over 20 other speakers. The final day of the summit is full of workshops and there are limited seats for a tour of Menlo Innovations with Richard Sheridan and Zingerman's Mail Order with Dr. Jeff Liker, author of The Toyota Way. Early bird pricing is now available at Finding Solutions forward slash summit dash 2023 or you can check the show notes for a link. Now, back to the show. Absolutely. Yeah, I love uh, the one, the, probably the one thing that I love the most about, uh, about Kata methodology is that you don't have to, when, once you, you know, determine your, your challenge or your, your long-term vision, that you don't have to figure out how to get there right now. Like, we, we don't have to know how to get to that place that's, you know, a year out or, you know, whatever, six months out, a year out. We don't have to figure out how to do that right now. All we need to do is figure out how to get to that next target condition, right, which is in alignment with that challenge. And I just love that because it takes so much pressure off of us as leaders that we, we no longer have to figure it out how to get all the way there. We just Because that's outside of our threshold of knowledge. We don't know what's going to happen. I mean, think about COVID, right? We don't know what's going to happen, you know, two months from now, six months from now. So how do we make a plan to get you know, somewhere 12, we don't have to figure that out 12 months from now. Let's figure out how to get somewhere in, you know, this next week or in two weeks. Like, where, you know, where can we get in, in a shorter amount of time, uh, you know, towards that target condition? So I think that's what I like the most about the, the Kata methodology. And I, and I would just say, just real quickly on that, Patrick, too, I think it's interesting coming from a podcast that is called Lean Solutions, right? Like, as practitioners of Lean, like we're supposed to be people with the answers, right? I mean, mm -hmm. what I think the kata teaches is like it's a framework that even the coach's whole point is to teach the person who's learning it the pattern. The point is to isn't to get them to where they want to get to, although that's, of course, as someone who cares and wants to help people, we want them to get to wherever it is they want to get to. But more important to us as a coach is to teach them the pattern because when they figure the pattern out, then in my mind, that build so much confidence because then you know again number one like you said you don't have to know the path you just clear on where you are are want to be where you're at and i just get all i have to do is one step and once you get that yeah. then you get that confidence like oh i can do this like all i have to do is figure out one more step and one more step and one more step and it's about the learning not about the achieving 
Absolutely. Yeah. And reflection is so powerful because every, every time you take that one step, you may or may not have taken the right step. And in, you know, like you said, these, these are experiments, right? So you're, you're trying things to see if it's the right step or not. And the reflection piece helps you to determine, okay, was that the right step? No, it wasn't. What did I learn? Well, how can I apply those learnings differently now and take another step? And then, you know, the process continues. So and even, I, love I, would even, I would even say there's no, some people might disagree, but there's no wrong step in my view because your, the wrong step to me is not doing anything. Just doing something is the right step because yeah. you're going to learn that that's one um, way not to get to that spot. Absolutely. You know? which is brilliant because if you take no steps, you've not eliminated anything and you're right. still left spinning and wondering and doubting that you can make it there versus trying one thing and, yeah. um, and moving forward. And that's like, for me with my business, that was like what always held me back. Oh God, I got to have this all figured out. Got to do this. I got to have this license. I got to have my, my, my um, niche figured out, my ideal person. I got to have my branding. My, I got no, just do, the next thing in front of you. That's my theme right now is just show up every day and do the next right thing in front of me. And then I, that's what I can control. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now I want to be careful too, because <clears throat> a lot of people think, well, uh, I'm just going to start doing experiments on a shotgun approach, you know, yeah. just experiments in general to try to, well, it's, that's not necessarily what we're talking about because the yeah. number one thing that Sam said was that you got to have direction. So you have to have that challenge out there, that long-term vision, and then your target condition should be in alignment with that, and your yep. experiment should be moving your towards your target Absolutely. condition. So I just want to preface that because, because uh, or throw that out there, because, uh, you know, I do work with a lot of people that, you know, try to just take that, they, yeah. they feel like, if I, well, I'll just try a whole bunch of stuff and see what sticks. Yeah. You know, well, it's important to get direction first. So. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, Sam, you have, uh, you know, just in, in uh, talking through this a little bit, obviously you've applied kata coaching and, and coaching in general now with your, your private practice um, with lots of different lean and ops leaders. What would you say um, in your experience as a coach now and even in the, in the corporate world, what would you say was your biggest challenge that, you know, that, or what would you say you're, you hear or you have heard from leaders is one of their biggest challenges? I think um, the biggest challenge I hear is just they're not heard. You know, mm. they're not being heard by upper man, not really heard. I'll just put that. Um, someone might um, hear the words that you're saying, but do they really value you and do they really want to hear and want to get into that uncomfortable space of shifting from I'm upper management and what I say, the goals that I set, all these things need to come from me versus having a strategy that leaders can do, but then trusting the, the leaders, managers, directors, senior directors, all those folks, and the frontline workers to execute it instead of having to come in and really being open to hearing what they have to say because a lot of them is just like um, they don't feel heard. They don't feel seen. Um, I was talking to someone that I'm coaching right now, and she was a manager for four years, was looking to become a director, had been clear about that, took an interim director role for like four months. And then at the end of that, 
she was like, oh, this is going to be great. And then she didn't get the role. She didn't feel heard or seen. And she felt like a big reason was she wanted to develop people and leaders um, to be people who are thinking in a continuous improvement mindset. And leadership was not behind that. And that is something that I hear continually um, over and over and over again that upper management is not willing to hear or doesn't want to hear or doesn't know how to hear. Mm. Um, I'd say probably the last part, the system has been built to work from the top down and that everything comes from up there, and that's where the ultimate value is. And I think that that's just so sad uh, because mm. there's so much that can be offered. She, This person that I work with, she is an amazing leader, and I know it's going to impact many lives, but because for whatever reason they didn't value that, they didn't see her adding value, they didn't want to put her in a place. And now she's going to have the opportunity to really impact lives in the next place she goes to uh, mm. because that's her, her framework. She wants to develop people. She's going right. to be the kind of person that she didn't have in her court. Yeah. Yeah, that's I, I hear the same thing from so many leaders, and uh, it's it's unfortunate for sure. Um, you know, to, to be in that position where you want to drive change, you want to be part of change, but, but, you know, you're, you're either being directed to do something differently or just no one's listening. Like you said, um, how do you, how do you, what can we do to solve this challenge? I mean, wh where do we start? Yeah, I think it starts by, at least for me, um, helping to change the mindset and driving a culture of continuous improvement that really values people and wanting to develop people and um, being open to seeing and hearing people at all levels. And I feel like for me, having this practice of the kata um, starting as high up as we can will really help change those mindsets. Um, like if we can get it to the senior leaders and have them practice and have somebody coach them and they can go, oh yeah. And then as they start coaching it down, people are going to be seen or heard. They're going to develop that mindset and then they're going to feel seen and heard and they're going to be developed um, in that way as somebody who can now coach their, their, the folks that they're leading and the folks that they're leading. And I really feel like that's being seen and heard and valued um, when you do that, really investing in, in people, um, and using this framework, I think, is a great way to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Now, do you um, do you when you co do uh, coaching kata at the you know executive level? Are you using storyboards? Are you f or you know, or is the framework applied in a different way? How, what is, what does that look like? Yeah. So the client that I mentioned before, we use um, we created a storyboard. So she's. She's not currently in an organization, but we still use the framework. We use the storyboard to help sure. work through and, and follow kind of the, the progress. I have another person that I'm working with that's in between, um, you know, spaces. And so, but, but we have to adjust. Like there's, and there's different personalities, different folks. And so, you know, I don't formally do a storyboard with that person, but we still meet daily and our, our work is to try to move towards a challenge and something that they're striving to achieve and use experiments to do it. So you have to be willing to, to be confident enough in the framework that you can adjust it based on the person you're working with and what's going to be most helpful for them to move forward um, 
with where they want to get to. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, meeting meeting your client where they are, you know, in, in a similar fashion, um, you know, trying to drive change within an organization, you know, whoever it is that you're working with from a change manage, management perspective, meeting them where they are um, is an important piece of, of what we do. Um, I also have had a lot of people um, tell me that there's been a lot of change in executive leadership. Mm. Um, struggle when you know they have someone in executive leadership that's very supportive of uh, mm. improvement uh, principles or are driving continuous improvement and then they either get promoted or leave the company or whatever it may be and someone yeah. else comes in um, you know this is an area where uh, I you know I, I, I talk to a lot of people in all different industries that deal with this any any thoughts on how to keep a, a stable um, a stable continuous improvement uh, culture uh, and, and, and driven from the top in leadership? I mean, is it, is it even possible when you have leaders coming in and out like that? Any thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah. I think for me, again, it comes back to building a, a culture uh, and that starts with the people and people having a certain mindset. Um, mm -hmm. And for me, um, that mindset is developed through a pattern uh, scientific thinking, developing scientific thinkers, mm -hmm. and that's uh, on a regular in your organization. If you don't have a framework for daily improvement, you know, what are we doing? You know, like mm -hmm. if we're not creating that, and we actually can't create a daily, you can't create continuous improvement or a daily continuous improvement if we're not practicing it on the regular. If we're just doing, there's value, don't get me wrong, in like Kaizen events, there's value in A3s. Those typically, you meet like once a week with a coach or you practice, you do a Kaizen event for five days in a row every six months or every quarter or whatever it might be. But how are you creating something that's going to be building a mindset every single day? Mm -hmm. And it's using this framework, in my view, of the improvement kata and starting it at whatever level you can move it towards, have them experience the power of it and then move it down through the organization. And so no matter whether somebody comes or goes, it's still going to be in the fabric of your organization, right? Sure. Um, as long as it's intentionally, you know, continue to be driven in that, you're going to continue to build the mindset in people. And people, again, once you learn this, it's a meta, right? Like you're going to keep it. You're always going to be thinking in that way, whether it's yeah. a formal process that you're doing um in a, in a lean space or not you're going to be thinking this way and i think for me you can't do that unless you have an intentional practice that you're doing within your organization and that's why i think the kata is so powerful because it does that very thing absolutely yeah and, and i think once uh leaders like you said experience the the benefits you know the they experience the results of that you know, it's hard to say to to say no or to to push that out when you see what's happening. You see the transformation that's happening. You see the learning that's happening on a daily basis. To your point, and you know, and, and it's it's driving the the right results at the right level of the business. It's hard to it's hard to push that out. And I would say too, uh, and you you could you can measure it too as well. But when you see the confidence of the people that you're coaching, because see, for me. Results are great. I mean, yes, we want to have a quantifiable way we can see the work being done. But when you look at the people that you're leading and how they show up, like, you know your people, right? 
you know how they did show up. And then like when you look 10 weeks later, three months later, and they practice this, you are going to see a difference. I guarantee it. You will see a difference in how they show up in terms of their confidence. And that's going to show in the teams they lead and the people that they work with. It's going to come out on that. And then just imagine if they were to coach this in another way to those people, whoo, let me tell you, that is going to really make an impact. So for me, it makes the quantifiable difference in your KPIs, but it makes a difference to me, the more importantly, in the internal KPI of the confidence level. That's what I'm talking about right there. Yeah, I love that. Um, Sam, let's let's um, back out of the weeds here and, and you know, high level here, looking, looking yeah. at uh, uh, continuous improvement at a higher level. What, what, what does continuous improvement mean to you? Yeah, I think for me, lately it's been all about showing up every day. Like no matter how I feel, like being a, a, someone who's just new to this whole idea of owning a business, and, and you know this, um, some days you just don't feel like doing it, right? You just don't feel like rolling out of bed. And that's just like how it is at work, right? I just don't feel like coming. I don't feel like doing this event. I don't like, feel like improving. But continuous improvement means that we just show up every day and we do the next thing we know how to do. Again, we have a place we're heading to. We have values that we're aligned with. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's a place we're headed to. But the reality is you can have all that strategy, all that vision, all that purpose. But if you don't move forward and do something every single day towards that meaningfully, then you're, you're, nothing's going to happen. There's not going to be any movement and you're not. Um, so for me, that's it. It's moving forward every day and being okay with whatever happens because there's always a continuous improvement. But as also one of my other, other friends who said, you got to be happy and satisfied and grounded in where you're at too. And no, it's okay that you're here right now and you want to be there, and you're trying and showing up every day, regardless of how you feel, and then you're just open to what you learn, and um, that's it, and be just rested in that you're you're doing that. So that, to me, is what continuous improvement means, just showing up every single day, no matter how you feel, because Lord knows some days I'm super stoked. I've had amazing conversations. I can't wait for the next day, and other days I'm waking up like, oh, God, i got to, you know, have this meeting or post on LinkedIn or do this, that, or the other. Right. But just showing up and doing my best, that's what continuous improvement is. Yeah, love it. Well, Sam, if, if anybody wants to get a hold of you, if they're interested in uh, learning more about what you're doing as a coach uh, or if they just want to chat with you, you know, maybe even ask you some questions about what we talked about today, uh, wh- where would they go to, to connect with you? I'd say best place is LinkedIn. That's a great, great way to go. Um, if you prefer email, IlluminateCoachSam at Gmail, or you can just visit IlluminateCoach.com. Um, and that's just a, got a little more of my story and, and different other little videos and webinars and things if you want to learn more. But uh, best way is just let's have a conversation. And sure. uh, LinkedIn, I'm there. Um, not quite 24-7, but I'm there um, six six days a week for yeah. a lot of the time. So yeah. Sam, who, who would you say is your ideal client? Who are you looking <laughs> for? If, if, you could, if you could identify your, your ideal client, person you know what would who would they be where would they be at what industry or how old what what would they look like yeah lean and ops leaders who are stuck and want to find that joy and that heart again in really developing people and those people that i know i can help get unstuck and find that again and those are the kind of people i'd love to 
just talk to it and hear more of their story. For me, me, life is all about stories, and I love hearing stories and just finding out more about where you're at, where you want to be, and what are the what are the what are the challenges you're experiencing because you're seen, you're heard, you're valued, and you have something to offer. And there's a place for you to make an impact that you want to make. I promise you there is. It may not seem like there is right now in this space, and I get it, but there is a space for you. And I'd love to to chat with you more and hear more about Love it. Well, we'll throw your links into the show notes. So if anyone is interested to reach out to you, you can go right to the show notes and click on the link and it'll it'll connect you to Sam. So Sam, it's been great to connect with you. I'm glad you were able to uh, be a guest uh, on the Lead Solutions podcast. Uh, season two we're in. We're just kicking off season two. So uh, this is going to be a good year. We're excited. Uh, looking forward to many more great uh, interviews like this one with Sam. So Sam, again, I, I hope to have you back. Maybe uh, later this year, we'll check back in and kind of see how things are going and, and uh, maybe talk on a different topic outside of Kata. I love it. And thanks again, Patrick. It's great to, uh, you know, you've been a good friend, a supporter, and I love seeing your journey. And uh, it's an honor to be able to, to chat with you and uh, your listeners. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Sam. Take care. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Lean Solutions Podcast. If you haven't done so already, please be sure to subscribe. This way you'll get updates as new episodes become available. If you feel so inclined, please give us a review. Thank you so much.